Welcome to the Mad Lab MMA, brought to you by the Mayo Media Network. I'm Anthony Bichilio. I'm with the Mad Lab, Michael Iorato. What's going on? Before we start, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Like, subscribe, hit the bell notification. Give us some thumbs up here on the video, please. And uh, we're back. Uh, Mike was solo last week. He was in... Uh, in New Jersey, right? Last week? Yeah. He was in New Jersey last week. He did this show solo. <laughs> of course, it was no good because because <laughs> I wasn't in attendance. <laughs> right. Why don't we, uh, before we start, I mean, you just asked me, do we have any uh, any pump cream for the video? Yeah. So, Well, no, we're going to use that later on. For what? When we do the predictions. Yeah, but you're going to use pump cream? <laughs> pump yeah. cream? Yeah, from, a, from, listen, one to three pumps. How many fucking pumps do you think it this, you know, how exciting is this fight from cream, <laughs> from a cream pump point of view? As you can see, we got the kangaroos We got our kangaroos there. here in in uh, honor of Anthony's fucking fascination. Me, now with ever since kangaroos. I talked about kangaroos, this guy's been doing nothing but look up kangaroos. He's finding kangaroos boxing against humans. Yeah, go on the ins our Instagram page. We got some really funny stuff over there, at Mad Lab MMA. Um, you'll see a kangaroo fighting some guy. <laughs> Dude, the kangaroos fight humans. I don't know what country it's from. I found these videos of these kangaroos. Literally, what they do, the crazy thing about it is they actually look for one thing. They don't have hands. Like, if you, if you box them straight up, you'll beat them. <laughs> Their hands are like this. But what they do is they come forward and they actually try to get you into a clinch They got a position. good clinch game. Amazing. Amazing clinch and game. And once they clinch you up, they go on their tail and they just start bucking you. It's fucking... Go, go yeah. on our Instagram, you can see it, or just... So you know how fighters, they clinch and then they start giving you the knees? Imagine fighters being able to give you double knees on the clinch. It's, it's insane. <laughs> it's, it's. I told you they're tough. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about this fucking scumbag Kevin Holland for a minute. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit he is. Huh? You know what the worst part was? Was that before the fight... I kept telling everybody how I love this kid, Holland. He's good for the sport. He's flashy, but he's good. He dances in the ring. He's fun. I like him for the UFC. And when I could, after that fight was over, I can't tell you how opposite I think now. Well, here's the thing with him, right? He so, fucked up our whole night. First of all, we were four and one going into the la on the bets. Yeah. Going into the final, the yeah. final fight, we had a bunch of guys, members that were going to cash big if yeah. Holland would have won. And I can't believe how that fight went down. Yeah, well, the how thing you talk like that, bro, when you're losing the fucking fight every round. Well, I didn't know what he was saying, but then after the fight, I was like, so, you know, something's got to be up. And I was looking at it and I was listening. The shit that he was saying, he was even asking who he thought he was going to win the Steve Bay and Nagano fight. I mean, come on. You know what dude. I mean? Then, then here's the thing that really bothered me the most, and it's not so much him. It's him, but it's his corner for allowing it. Yeah, how do you allow that? You're the corner. You let him no, talk no, no, to no, Khabib no. over their shoulder. Yeah, but not only that. Not only that, what he said to them, if that was Trevor Whitman or that was a Teddy Atlas, they would have fucking smacked him right across the mouth. When he said, Habib, we need a fourth guy in the corner, go throw on a, a, a white shirt and come over here. If I was in the corner, I'd be so fucking insulted by that. That shit would not fly. His corner just let him talk and let him do what he wants to do instead of sitting him down and dialing him in and literally drilling him in the fucking corner. He has an IQ problem when it comes to fighting. I'm not saying he has an IQ problem outside of the cage and with life, but I'm saying in fighting, he has an IQ problem. And that might be his Achilles heel. He came out after the fight and he said, um, I, I have to win for the people who want me to win. I'm not winning for myself anymore, I'm winning for them. You shouldn't be fighting at that point. What does that even fucking mean? Well, he, he doesn't care. He said, I, I always said I didn't come here to fight for the title. I came here just to fight and have fun. Well, he's not gonna be a champion ever. He don't have the mental makeup needed to be a fucking champion. Yeah, he, champions don't act like that. Champions don't talk shit when they're losing every round. And then, 
in between the fourth and the fifth, when they said, Kevin, let's go, we believe in you. And his response was, I believe in me, coach, too. I believe in me, too, coach, but damn. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that, dude? Yeah. No champion talks like that. And the that. crazy thing is, that was his, I mean, that literally was his fight to win. Come on. Anytime he Clear was on the feet. Clear advantage on the feet. Anytime he was on the feet, he had him rocked. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. You know, but uh, talent-wise, the guys, the guys are talent. But these are the th- these are the nuances now you take with you and you go to the, you know, when he fights next, you got to really dial that in and say, listen, this guy's super talented, but he's fighting a dog here who's going to come in and he's going to come at him. Those are the fighters that are going to fucking beat him. Guys like, the, you know, the Marvin Vittori's and stuff like that. These guys yeah. would just fucking put it on And then him. Brunson, at, after the fight, like, like... Brunson did not fight good. No, but I'm he, was, sorry. he was a class act. He's like, yeah. Brunson, what were you saying? This guy wasn't even fucking listening to him, dude. I was just focusing on... But he, he did not have a good fight. No. I mean, they, he I just mean, took him down and Colin yeah, couldn't get up. That's all he did. I mean, Trent, uh, he doesn't win that fight Super disappointed. Very disappointed. We had a bet on him and, you know, we, we, we were, you know, pretty heavy on him on DFS because he did score a lot yeah. previously. So, you know, we had a good night overall, but uh, just... God damn it, man. It really fucking pissed me off the way it went down. If he wasn't talking the whole fight and lost that fight, I probably wouldn't be as angry as I am. But to, to talk like that, I've never seen somebody... Well, we said in the article, right? We said, listen, there's, he, has, he has the Jekyll and Hyde face. He's got, he is a good fighter, but this guy has to learn to fucking pull it back. When it's time to fight, it's time But he's to never talked, even in all his fights. Maybe because this was his well, first... Well, you hear what Dana White said? What did he say? He, he called him Oliver McCall. He said this was his way to handle a desperate situation. And you know what? It could be true. This is, could be, you know, some people have that fight or flight. They have a certain way they handle other, like when people, some people, when they're afraid, they they cry. Some people, when they're afraid, they laugh. Every per, all my friends. They handle things differently. Everybody who knows that we're in this business and, and afterwards, everybody, every single person, what a jerk off. I'm not a fan of him. No yeah, more. no, no, no. He lost a lot of fans and a lot of respect yeah. from a lot of people by acting like that. But now here's the problem. Going into his next fight, you really can't bet either way depending on who he fights. Just for the mere fact that if he shows up like that, he's going to lose. But if he ends up learning a life lesson in this, he can be a very good fighter. So this, his next fight coming in, whoever he fights, is a very dangerous fight to toy with. Yeah. And there's one other fight on the card like this uh, that we discussed um, that's a very similar fight. Very dangerous to toy with right now. Backs Ooh. against the wall, Tyron Woodley. Fight. Yeah, tough fight. You know, backs against the wall. I know we're not here to talk about we're the Woodley fight, fight, but it's been, we've been talking about it every day because it's like, you know, obviously he's lost three in a row. He's looked fucking terrible, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, he still is Tyron Woodley. He still was one of the best fighters for a while. At that time, yeah. How the fuck is he going to lose four in a row? I just. Well, well it, listen, it, it, I'm, I'm, either way, I got my pick in. I know who I'm picking, but the fact I don't see is, him losing four in a row, but then. But then I do. I'm not saying But anything. then I see the same thing happening again where he's just gun shy. So I know we can't say nothing. But hey, let's talk about the main event here. Uh, long away to rematch. Uh, Francis, uh, the predator, Naganu. Everybody loves to watch against uh, possibly the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, Steve Bay. Miocic coming off of two straight wins of Cormier. was his last two, right? He won two out of the last three in the trilogy. Uh, still, that second fight to me still was fucking the best adjustment in the heavyweight 
championship when he adjusted to the body. That was fucking awesome mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Probably one of my favorite fights I've watched over the past couple of years. From a technicality standpoint. Yeah, just the way he adjusted, and he, that was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, I love him. I like watching Nagano, too. And me and Mike, me and Mad Lab, were actually watching an interview today with, with Brett Akimoto. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking humble guy. Yeah, He's yeah. the kind of guy you do want... You do want to root for. I like Nagano. Yeah, I like him. I, I like Stipe him. too. I think he's good for the sport. I think they're both good for the sport. You know what I mean? I they're, they're both good, good for the sport. Um, but I watched an interview with Anthony Smith, mm. and you know he, he made a lot of good points. And he's like, because we were watching some about pros, you know, pros picks, some videos about who the pros think are going to win. And you know, he said, look, I don't, I didn't see enough change of Francis from the last Stipe to now, and I think that the fight's going to go down the same way. Well, listen, this is the only thing I'm going to say uh, leading up to what he said. First of all is you have a champion, one of the best champions of all time in the heavyweight division. I mean, you can't argue that. You can argue that, but the fact of the matter is if you look at it on paper, Stipe Miocic is the best heavyweight of all time um, on paper. Uh, You can have your different opinion on him, whether his skill sets and his chin and, you know, maybe, you know, he fought certain guys maybe out of their prime. Whatever you guys want to do, you could do. But on paper, Stipe Miocic is the best heavyweight of all time. To make him a dog again in a fight that he has already proven that he can win and one-handedly is just mind-blowing to me. And it just shows... I was shocked when he came I wasn't. He's always a dog. He is always a dog, no matter who he fights. Where's the respect for the champ? Yeah, you talk about respect with Jan Blachowicz. Where's the fucking respect for Stipe? Where's the respect for Miocic? So, you know, the way I look at it is this, bro. I look at this, I swear to God, bro, and I've been saying this all week. Foreman versus Ali, dude. This is a typical, for, you know, uh, George Foreman versus Ali fight where you're gonna you have the 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 the, the mountain of a man, this this guy that's larger in life, the and flash, the knockout power. You don't know, you guys, if you haven't watched that fight and the lead up to that fight, go back and watch the lead up to that fight. How they were slating George Foreman as this monster of a man that there was no way Ali was gonna win this fight. He was yeah. too big. He was too powerful. He was too strong. And Ali came in, and Ali completely dismantled him with speed and intelligence and that's where that fight is where the rope-a-dope was invented he rope-a-doped George Foreman until he got tired and then started to dismantle him and ended up knocking him out so that is exactly what Stipe did in the first fight and now you're saying to yourself all right well Francis is going to come in now Francis made his adjustments Francis has knocked out three straight Francis did but here's the thing. But he knocked out three straight before the last. <laughs> How has he made his adjustments? He's been in the first round for these fights. He has not has really to use his wrestling. Uh, we haven't seen his cardio. We haven't seen you know anything else but him going for the kill. The one thing that has shown me in in his most recent fight against uh, Rosenstreich is that no matter how much this guy has improved. His instinctual reactions will always come out, and he proved that when he knocked out Rosenstrike. It was one of the sloppiest combinations I've ever seen him throw. He just caught him. He just literally just came in swinging haymakers until he caught him, and he did obviously catch Rosenstrike because he doesn't have to worry about a level change or anything like that. But when you're swinging and you're loading up like that, the way he if he tries to load up like that against Stipe and just charges forward and starts swinging for defenses like he did in Rosenstrike, Stipe is going to change levels hook up one leg, seal up the other leg, take him down, and it's going to be just the same thing over and over again. The problem with this fight, no matter how good you are, is the power of this guy. Of course. This guy can shut your lights out like this. Even if your guard is up, he could break through your guard, he could shut your lights off. It takes one shot 
from him just like it takes one shot from Derek Lewis. But are you going to bank on that one shot? That's the question. Are you going to sit there and you're going to bank on that one shot when this guy's coming in against a guy who he has lost to already? Stipe's lost weight for this fight. He's thinner, he's leaner, which can work for him, work against him. It could work for him because it's going to give him more speed in the cage. You know, he's going to be a little bit more elusive. Hopefully he keeps his head moving a little bit because he doesn't really move his head. He is very hittable. He's got that big fucking head. Um, but hopefully this is his game plan to really stay away from him, you know, breach him out at range, take him down. That's, that's going to be the game plan. I know, but I'm saying now even more. I mean, but yeah, the problem is now he's coming in leaner. He had a difficulty taking him down the first round and a half of the second of the first he, fight. He did. So he's going to, you don't know where his strength index is going to be. You know what I mean? It might be, a, he might be a little weaker in this fight. He is a lot leaner. You know what I mean? So, um, but I just see the same fight happening. Stipe doesn't have to change anything. And if he does change something, then he'll do it on the fly. I don't think Francis, uh, you can't get a lifetime of wrestling and you can't get a lifetime yeah. of credentials in in. I'm a, glad you just said that. In a He's year. been working on his ground game. I know, but he hasn't been working on it his whole life. And there's a difference when you're working on it live time. I mean, you're, you got to remember, you're working on it in the gym. It's a big, big difference. You could yeah. try things. You could do crazy, you know, escapes and stuff. You're not, you know, worrying about, oh, my God, he can take my neck or something like that. He's going to be put in a situation where he's going to come in and if he does not knock him out within two rounds, that nightmare is going to creep right back into his head. Am I going to last? Can I go five rounds? Am I going to get tired? And the minute Stipe takes him down and he starts getting that 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 um, momentum of sealing one takedown, sealing two, then the nightmare just starts crawling back. Oh, my God, it's happening again. And unless he catches him, Stipe's going to just do the same thing, run the pike, take him down. And, 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 you know, I could see just a, a dominant decision, like, you know, maybe as the fight goes on, he just starts pulling away again. I agree. What do you think at uh, plus 100 right now, Stipe? Francis, Francis minus 120. So you got two bets here that you can do. Um, and I, I took a stake on both of them. I took them a little bit early. Uh, I think that it's highly insulting that he is the dog here. He can lose. Um, if this thing was gapped, more and he wasn't a dog maybe he was like a 140 favorite or something like that probably maybe wouldn't touch it but just for the mere disrespect that this is the, ch the best champion heavyweight champion he's beat him already um uh, and we haven't seen francis really go to deep waters to show us anything for him to be a dog that's just value in itself so you know stipe is a good play it's a value play it's, uh, you're getting the, you're getting the best heavyweight of all time at a dog price I, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, in an in a, in, in a actual gambling setting, like it's kind it. of a no-brainer. The other one is this. If Stipe wins this fight, Stipe is not a one-hitter, quitter fighter. He's not going to hit you, and he's not going to hit you with volume. He's not going to hit you one shot, knock you out like Francis. He's going to do it strategically. He does it with volume. He does it with, you know, with certain shots. He wears you down. He wears on you, which is going to take a round or two because the first round you're going to have – Stipe, you know, being very mindful, and you're going to have Francis maybe pacing himself a little bit because he wants to last. You know, he's not going to come in like a bull in a china shop. So you're looking at a round and a half, and at a round and a half at minus 135, that's a good play too. So I personally have two plays on this. I have over uh, one and a half at minus 135, and then we, we grabbed Stipe um, in plus money. Now, this can go both ways. This can be uh, Stipe can get you know, some love and, and the line can flip or the casuals as the fight gets closer can start steaming this line a little bit because of the George Foreman mountain of a man. 
um, and they could start steaming the line a little bit, and you might be able to get. But I took it early. I, I'd rather the line uh, not. You know, if it flips, I have it in already, and if it starts going the way I like it, I can also stab it again. Yep, I like it. Uh, DFS Francis eighty four hundred, Stepe seventy eight hundred, Francis six out of the last ten, a hundred plus points. Stepe eight out of the last ten, a hundred plus points. You know what really mind boggled me when I was doing this research is when Francis lost to Stepe the first one, they went five rounds. Mm. Bro, he scored eleven. How the fuck do you score eleven points he, he, in a five round fight? Because he, he eleven. He controlled the entire the, the, the tempo of the fight. He took him down. He, listen, when when he Fran- didn't even hit him. Well, here's the thing: when Francis goes to the ground, and he goes to his back, he's he, it's a fit. You guys got to remember this too. Like you could work on all the fucking cardio you want. I don't care how much cardio you do. Your muscles are still your muscles. The diameter and the size of your muscles are still your fucking muscles. They still need that much oxygen to survive and perform. So I don't care how much cardio you do, your ATP level, your, all that your lactic acid buildup, everything is still there. So when this guy goes to his back, maybe for the first round, he's going to be able to, you know, one thing I also noticed about his wrestling, dude, if you watch the Stipe fight in the first fight, when Stipe went for the first takedown, he, he kind of survived a little bit, but the one corner rule he didn't do is he, he doesn't even know how to push the head down. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even pushing his head down. He was just trying to escape. You know, so as the time goes on, like, you don't know what it's like to have a body on top of you. Like, if I'm completely gassed out and he's on top of me right now, I could probably just launch him off me. But you give me 15 minutes and I'm tired and you put him on top of me, it gets... It's very taxing and tiring. The last fight, you know, it went five rounds. Was I don't I don't recall exactly how it went down. Was Steve Bay on top of him for like the ground control time was like? Well, no, he 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 was yeah he was I mean he literally was when he was on his back. I mean there's there's and they ended the round on his back almost every time. Yeah, it was great except the first round. The first round he defended well. But, I remember, yeah. But like I said, he didn't do the right things. But the perp- the reason why I'm saying this is because if Steve Bay goes five rounds with Francis. And he has that much ground control time in five rounds. He might be in for a heavy scoring night. This the, the new scoring. Wins, I'm saying no. the new score. The scoring was different back then. Listen, there who, wasn't the ground control time. Whoever there win, was now. Yeah, but whoever wins this, it's going to cover immensely. Cover. Yeah, it's, it's going to blow cover, it out. Because just for the mere fact that, like you said, if Stipe takes this to the ground, which I'm expecting him to do so, um, and he gets that ground control time and stuff like that. But if Francis wins, we know how Francis yeah, is going to win. 120, yeah. He's not it. going to fucking go five rounds and win a decision. You've got to have a piece of the main event. Uh, I, I would, yeah. yeah okay. I would, yeah. So, because you got to remember, guys, you know, in DK, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. Uh, when you're playing DraftKings, you, you can go all the way to the top. You can go all the way to the bottom. But the tournaments and the games are won in, in the meat of the, of the hamburger. The mid-tier. In, the mid-tier, the meat. That's where you guys are going to go because you got to remember, you got your casuals that are coming all the way to the top, grabbing the Francis's and grabbing all the guys all up top, all the names. Then, you got, then they got a dumpster dive because they're all the way grabbing the guys up here. It's the guys like us and the girls like us that kind of know the game that we got to go and we got to pull the little Jenga pieces out without the whole thing tipping over. So everything is kind of one in the mid-tier. So when you got a fight like this, five rounds sitting in the mid-tier, you guys want a piece of this. For sure. So if you're setting time lineups and you got to have a piece of the main event in every lineup, you going seven steep eight three Francis, you going six four. I, I'm le- I'm honestly leaning like a because there is still that danger factor, dude. So I'm, I'll probably lean like a six four. Six four. Yeah, I think that's plenty, plenty of steep and plenty of you know what I mean and plenty of Francis. Yeah. You know because at the end of the day, I don't care how good he is. 
he can still land that equalizer shot. Period. He can. He can. Well, listen, we're doing a daily pass for UFC 260. You want to come join us for one day, all-access pass, breakdowns, DFS wagers, prize picks, private Discord, live stream, podcast, all the tools you need to have a great night wagering and winning on DraftKings and FanDuel. Come join us. Join the Discord. What a Saturday night. Watch the fights. We have a great time in there when we're winning. <laughs> oh, is, and we got, most of the and time. we got, and we got to do the. So listen. So, so how does this work with the pump? So the pump now, the pump is going to be, how many pumps, out of three, do you rate this fight? This fight, the heavyweight. Like how excited when being pumped, cream pump. Um, do, am I spraying it in my hand? Yeah, right on the table. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> There you go. We got three fucking pumps for this fight. Bro, <laughs> three it's pumps. All over the place. Oh, well. Sorry. <laughs> See you next week. Let's have a good night. Peace.